Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome uh, to Samjivanilayam, another Bhagavad Gita. Uh, we're, we're actually coming in towards the end. We just started uh, a new a new kind of turn a corner last week with our last verse. So we'll pick up with uh, the last verse we left off on last week, number 33 in uh, the third chapter on Parma Yoga. Uh, and we'll go through the chanting as we usually do, the opening Ishtanga Yoga Mantras and Krishna Ashtakam, and then the Bhagavad Gita chant and discussion. Om Tat Sat Om Shri Gurave Namaha Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha Om Shri Saraswati Namaha Om Vande Gurunam Charanaravinde Sandarshita Swatma Sikhavabodhe Nishreya Sejam Garikaya Mane Samsara Hala Hala Moha Shantye Purusha Param Shankachakasi Darinam Sahasra Shiratam Shvetam Pranamami Patanjalayam Swasti Prajabya Paripalayam Tam Yayena Margina Mahim Yam Lokaha Samasaha Sukino Bhavantu Om Shanti 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 Namo Brahma Vidyo Brahma Vidya Sambradaya Kartrivyo Namo Vamsrachipyo Namo Mahatyo Namo Guru Vyaha Sarvo Paklavarita Pragnana Gana Pratikarto Brahmai Vahamasmi Om Tatsate Krishna Stakan Karishi Om Vasudeva Sudam Devam Kamsachadura Mardanam Devaki Paramanandam Krishnam Bande Jagadgurum Atasi Pushpasankasham Haranurjura Shobitam Pratnakam Kanakeyuram Krishnam Bande Jagat Gurum Kutilalaka Sainyuktam Purna Chandra Nibananam Vilasat Kundaladaram Krishnam Bande Jagat Gurum Mandaranda Sainyuktam Charuhasam Chatur Bhujam Bari Pinchava Chudangam 
Krishnam Bande Jagadgurum Utpolapad Bapatraksham Nila Jeevuta Sannipam Yadavanam Shiroratnam Krishnam Bande Jagadgurum Rukmani Kele Sainyuktam Pitam Varshitovitam Avakta Tulasi Gandam Krishnam Bande Jagadgurum Gopikanam Kuchatvandva Kundumam Kitavakshasam Shriniketam Maheshwasam Krishnam Bande Jagadgurum Shri Vatsangam Mahoraskam Vanamala Virajitam Shankha Chakradharam Devam Krishnam Vande Jagadgurum Krishna Sakamidam Bhunyam Prataruthaya Pathet Koti Janmakritam Bhavam Smarameva Vinasyati Karma Yoga, Chapter 3. We left off with 33 last week. Um, I just want to review it briefly. Uh, Even a wise person behaves in accordance with his own nature. Living beings follow their nature of what use is restraint. You want to chant it also? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I asked the person I knew who was going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Sadrasham cheshtate svasyaha prakrte jnana vanapi prakrtim yanti bhutani Nigraha kim karishati Sadrasham cheshtate svasya Prakrte jnana vanapi Prakrtim yanti bhutani Nigraha kim karishati Do you remember what the, the key, one of the key points was, or, or how does this speak to you, this, this thing about what use is restraint? So basically, you know, there's like alchemy to, it, to everything. Mm-hmm. And alchemy has like certain ways that things interact with each other, different types of elements. So you have like the, the three gunas and uh, at work inside of you. Uh, and uh, depending on how they're interacting with one another, it, it changes the influences of the energy that's uh, as it's functioning inside of you. And so the Rajaguna, the active guna is the one that's dominant, then 
you maybe you'll have cravings or you'll they'll crave to go uh, move your body do some exercise or drink coffee or uh, talk on the phone blah blah blah, blah. gossip mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so any 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 thoughts like what what's the quintessential um, meaning here what use is restraint I think last week we talked a little bit about if you're just an agent of like a higher power you know then we talked about agency or another power right yeah some other power operating right yeah then like maybe you have limited agency to like choose I think it's just something like we don't really make we can't yes, we can't right persuade yeah. like the systems of cause and effect too much like the blade of we grass we think we can maybe right we right. feel like we can but yes, are we really see. yeah yeah so basically it's it's addressing you know the angel question of free will if maybe we think we have free will but do we really have free will yeah. or maybe what kind or like what degree <laughs> yeah so we don't need to answer the question right now we just you know need to kind of uh look at the the topic of what krishna is presenting does he bring up restraint here though because arjuna doesn't want to fight is he talking about that restraint possibly maybe we'll see yeah um and 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 also like you said i think weren't you the one who said last week uh because we're re- you know, yoga is all about like control. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a, for a, how many control? No, let's let, let me rephrase that. Yoga is not all about control, mm-hmm. but a large a large amount of mental concept about what yoga is, you know, is projecting that yoga is all about control. You know, there's a lot of thought and thinking that we have to control. I have to control my hands. I have to control my breath. I have to control my body. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to control my my afflictions, my anger. I have to control that. Control, control, control. So we think we're controlling. Mm-hmm. We have this sense of doership. Mm-hmm. A false sense of doership. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like you're That's doing a lot of I feel like we're harnessing this control. We're harnessing. We're giving it. Uh, Direction, our mind's direction, yeah, rather yeah. than right. So we're harnessing something to like give it, like because its nature is to think. So let's give it something to think about. Right, but the sense of doership that I'm harnessing is what we're talking about, actually. Wow. Yeah, what use is restraint? What use is that effort to harness? In other words, like you have the tendency in you to be choosing, you know, when the choices come, should I harness my energies or should I just, you know, go hog wild? You're going to, you choose, like that's your nature. So are you really choosing? That's uh, basically the idea here. Like there's certain, everybody's uh, functioning according to their nature. Even a wise person is behaving in accordance with their own nature. And that's the first phrase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, fate. 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 
not fake. It's just uh, like cause and effect. Like, do we have to? Yeah, I mean, basically, I think it's it's addressing that exactly. concept. Like, you think you're making choices, but the choice you choose is really kind of choices is, to go with it or not go with it. Yeah, but but it's your nature that's actually choosing, mm -hmm. not your sense of viewership. Uh, your, your ego that thinks it's the one doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a lofty concept to digest. I mean it's a it's a high level concept, but that's what he's presenting. Like not not a single blade of grass moves without the will of God. And then another one, so there's three verses in the I should have looked them up, I forgot. Uh the other one that was previous was um uh no no I forgot all of a sudden anyways uh oh yeah you're like everything is turning just like palms in a wheel of a machine yeah uh so new new one new verse thirty four so we'll start with the chant this time. And we'll do half twice, half a line, repeat twice. Uh, ex oh, ex excuse me, in advance if I don't get it right the first time. Indriyas yendriyas yarte. Indriyas yendriyas yarte. Ragadwe shabhyavasti tau. Ragadvesha vivasti Indriyas yendriyas yarte. Ragadvesha vivasti Indriyas yendriyas yarte. Ragadvesha vivasti Kayor navashama gachet. Tayor Navashamagachet. Tayor Navashamagachet. Tau yes, Tau yes, ya party punty now. Tau yes, ya party punty now. Tau yes, ya party punty now. Tayor Navashama Gachet Tau Hyasya Pari Tayor Navashama Gachet Tau Hyasya Pari From the beginning Indriyas Yendriyas Yarte Ragadvesha Tayor Navashama Gajet. Tau Hyasya Pari Panti Attachment and aversion are inherently contained within the senses and respective sense objects. One should not become overpowered by these two. Indeed, they are obstacles along the path. Uh, you want to talk about it? Or you want to do the next one, and then come back to it? Mm -hmm. which one? Oh, we can go on. 
אוקיי. שרייאן סוודרמו ויגונה, שרייאן סוודרמו ויגונה, פרדרמת סוונושתיתת, פרדרמת סוונושתיתת, סוודרמי נידנם שרייה, סוודרמי נידנם שרייה. Paradharma Bhayavaha Paradharma Bhayavaha Shreyan Swadharma Vigunaha Paradharma Svanushtitat Shreyan Swadharma Vigunaha Paradharma Svanushtitat Svadharme nidanam shreyaha Paradharmo bhayavaha Svadharme nidanam shreyaha Paradharmo bhayavaha The whole thing Shreyan svadharmo vigunaha Paradharma svanushtita Svadharme nidanam shreyaha Paradharma vayavaha One's own dharma, though imperfect, is better than another's dharma, perfectly done. Better death in one's own dharma, another's dharma is full of fear. Let's read another one and then we'll go back. I think it's, I like this idea. That's what I wanted to do last time. Arjuna Uvacha, Arjuna Uvacha, Atakena Prayuktoyam, Atakena Prayuktoyam, Pabam Charati Purushaha, Apamcharati Purushaha, the first line. Atakena Prayuktoyam, Apamcharati Purushaha, Atakena Prayuktoyam, Apamcharati Purushaha, Anichanapi Varshneya, Anit-chan-na-pi-varsh-neya Avi-sorry An-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-an-
atakena prayuktoyam pavam charati purushaha anichchanna pivarshneya balatibaniyojitaha the mistake i was making or the thing that i did to correct is if you emphasize the long you really make sure the long or long it it helps you correct your your rhythmical mistake mm-hmm. it helps you get through because like this these three have to go fast together so this has to be one group the last one is long divini diviniyo divin div divaniyo diva divaniyo jitaha so you identify where the long ones are uh arjuna said shri krishna but what compels a person to unwillingly even commit this sin as if being forced gun to his head as if gun is to his head uh one more actually I have two more we'll just do all all we may not get through all all of them but we can chant them all shri bhagavan uvacha shri bhagavan uvacha kama esha krodha esha kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhava rajoguna samudbhava kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhava kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhava mahashano mahapapma mahashano mahapapma vidyenamiha vairinam vidyenamiha vairinam mahashano mahapapma vidyenamiha vidyenamiha vairinam mahashano mahapapma vidyenamiha vairinam kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhava mahashano mahapapma vidyenamahi vairinam vidyenamahi vairinam ah sorry i was stripping me up while i was practicing earlier too ah shri krishna said shri bhagavan uvacha it is desire it is anger arising from the rajoguna all devouring all sinful know this to be the enemy here right krishna just asked him what compels a person to unwillingly commit a sin as if he's being forced krishna says it's desire anger arising from the rajaguna 
all devouring, all sinful. Know this to be the enemy. This is the enemy. Dumenavriate one he. Dumenavriate one he. Yatadar cha. Yatadar cha. Dumenavriate one he. Yatadar cha. Do me not reate one he, Yatadar Shomalinacha. Do me not reate one he, Yatadar Shomalinacha. Yatol me not Yetol benarbrito garbaha Tatate ne damavritam Tatate ne damavritam Yetol benarbrito garbaha Tatate ne damavritam Yetol benavrito garbaha Tatate ne damavritam From the beginning, do me navamrityate one he Yetadar shomalenacha Yetol benavrito garbaha as fire is enveloped by smoke, as mirror by dirt, as an embryo by the womb, so is this covered by that. It's all smoke and mirrors. Hmm? It's all smoke, it's all smoke and, mirrors. and mirrors, yeah. <laughs> but but I don't think that's what he means. <laughs> but it's also all smoke and mirrors, that's true. So where are we at? 34. So attachment and aversion. Uh, right? We just mentioned that even the wise are subject to their own nature. Uh, all beings are subject to their own nature. So is there really free will? That's what, what use is restraint. Is there really free will? Uh, attachment and aversion are inherently contained within the senses and the sense objects. Uh, one should not become overpowered by these two. Indeed, they are obstacles along the path. Hmm. Okay. So, um, first, like, what is attachment? What is raga? Attachment and, and aversion, raga and dvesha. These are two of the kleshas from, uh, listed by Patanjali. But uh, anybody know uh, how do we how do we relate to or how do we define what is raga attachment? What is it? Like from a specific uh, like school definition, or what do we define as? Whatever you got. 
put it out. Let's hear it. Um, Something that I feel defines me, or that I mm. have a, like a crisis if I if it was taken away from me. Okay. I so I think I was myself anymore, or something. Oh, so you're talking about like ideas, or um, I mean, it could be ideas like, about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or your job. That kind of idea. It can even be a person. Like this uh-huh. person. Okay, so yeah. things. Yeah. It can be things. Yeah. And it creates. Attachment and relationships. What, what do you say then? Then you. What was the word you used? Um, then you I have like have a, a crisis. A crisis. Right? That's it. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, you freak out. Yeah. Or you, you get upset. Yeah, you get. You die. suffer. Die. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Crisis. Yeah. Uh, on the right track, there's a, a, an element in there that, that's key to the understanding of attachment. Um, how do you feel towards that thing that, when it's missing, makes you have the crisis? Um, because you what know, does it do for you? It, when it makes you, have you it? feel whole, like without it. Yeah, know. it brings you a sense of pleasure, mm-hmm. basically, happiness, yeah. And then when it's gone, yeah, you crave it. So that's the, the basic thing, yeah. With raga is an experience of something that's pleasurable. You want to repeat the experience. So it develops an attachment. Mm-hmm. Just to you know, simplify it. Yeah. Uh, had a great time at the amusement park the other day. I want to go back and try and like have that same great time again. Uh, you think you're like I want to go back on the ride again, but really it's like I want to experience that same feeling again. It's really what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like for me, it's been helpful to realize that it's the feeling actually that I want to experience again, not the thing. And that that's helped me like to um, change, loosen the relationship with the thing, mm-hmm. yeah. And also knowing like from experience doesn't happen that way you get a little you try to repeat the experience because you want to have the same feeling again and you repeat the experience the first time it was new it's never going to be like that again it was new the first time come on guys new was always the best <laughs> right and you're looking for that again yeah so then maybe you figure that out and then you start going around trying to create new experiences all the time right and so you've just shifted the attachment from the from thing to to feeling, but still it's yeah, it's you're still seeking the pleasure attachment, seeking pleasure basically. Uh, what about how do you how do we invert it to turn it into a aversion? Aversion is its opposite. Genevieve, you want to chime in? <laughs> so many aversions. So how do we, um, how do have an aversion to, to being called on and answering questions. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, that was mean. So mean. <laughs> because it makes you feel. How does it make you feel? 
Right? You feel a little bit uncomfortable, right? <laughs> That's dukkha. We want to avoid feeling uncomfortable, right? We want to we want to repeat the feeling of feel, of pleasure. We want to avoid the. We don't want to repeat the feeling of uncomfort, discomfort. Simple. I think there's something about the temporality too, because you're talking about like you define yourself, like there's like a stable, there's some stability, like who I am and what I'm doing and what's St- making me whole. You mean like stability to the illusion of yours, of who you like, imagine yourself to be? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And then when you're talking about like repeating, like looking going back to the same object or going looking for the same feelings, like you're wanting to like extend that feeling or uh-huh. you want it to be the same so it's not like letting things come and go it's it's like grasping you know very good it's grasping yeah yeah mm-hmm. or you see once someone you don't like and like you still don't like them you yeah know? <laughs> like yeah even though it's a new day right so re- yeah <laughs> pushing things away is, is right. the same as grasping it, right. it's the inverse exactly. yeah exactly and it's not going with the flow like you said which is key that's the right. that's the antithesis, right? When you're not stuck in attachment and aversion, you're able to go with the flow and adapt. And you have more control over your inner well-being, sense of self, inner sense of well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and and what Krishna is saying here, right, because in 33, he's talking about... um, where we, we act... We function in accord with our nature. The senses and their objects, right? It's inherent that their attachment and aversion are inherent um, phenomenons with the senses and the objects of the senses. Like you have a nose, right? The object of the sense of the nose sense of smell is mm-hmm. nice smell, uh, smells. Uh, so you have pleasant smells and unpleasant smells. You get attached to a pleasant smell. So this is what they're talking about. They say you, you use this in Indian thought. It's like you really have to kind of like translate it into like ordinary Western language because we don't talk about the senses growing up in America. Like it sounds fancy, but it's not really anything fancy, right? You're attached to flavor, like chocolate chip cookies, right? It tastes good. You don't like uh, bitter things. Like you don't want to go chew on aspirin. It tastes horrible. Well, they don't uh, want to sell their house. They, they boil, they, they boil um, cinnamon. Yeah, or vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. yeah, right. To make the smells because it awakens their it's, their it's rajaguna. Like yeah. It's memory and imagination. Yeah. Memory and imagination. Yeah. Uh, and and memory and and behavioral patterns are linked together as if they're one and the same. So says potentially. <laughs> uh, so when you have a smell, and smell is very connected to memory, right? Yeah. yeah so they say it's, it's more, a little more unconscious, and those memories come up. Yeah. So the smell of the vanilla and the feeling of home, the memory of that, you start feeling like all those... Nice feelings you had at home when you smelled vanilla when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't let when they talk about the senses and controlling the senses, don't let it uh, 
sound sound so abstract and sense objects, right? I mean, you know, you see pretty flowers, you see mountains and rivers and sunsets and uh, or you see, you know, horrible things happening on the street, uh, homeless people or whatever, yeah, sense objects. Uh, and each sense has, you know, seeing with the eyes, smelling with the nose, hearing music, you know, or screaming kids, barking dogs, sirens, you know, unpleasant sounds, right? Screaming kids. <laughs> Categorize that as unpleasant sound. <laughs> and uh, et cetera. Right? So each and touch, of course, did I miss, miss any? Doesn't matter. Uh, Eating food. Yeah, food. Food is smell and taste, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one should not be over, become overpowered by these two, right? They're inherent. The, the, the tendency to have raga and dvesha, uh, desire and aversion, arise in you is inherent. And just the simple fact that you have senses and there's objects around. You can't live without objects, can you? Mm -hmm. You at least need, you know, a floor underneath you. Yeah. And hopefully a roof. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be some uh, tendencies. Right? Uh, but don't let them overpower you. What does that mean? You're so good at explaining things. We're going to let somebody else have a turn. Mm -hmm. So many people here today. <laughs> like, uh, try to keep equanimity, like, unless, like, um, however, things like compelling to us and like all normal and stuff. So, what's that? What's that mean when I, if I maintain some equanimity? Yeah. I see something I, I want. I love or I feel. Being, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, what, and what would the equanimous mind? Mm -hmm say to itself or behave or how would it behave? You should um, I should um, I should ask again that if that's ask the, again? Yeah yeah like if that's the is that for me really <laughs> or sure any, can, anything like can, that like, yeah yeah drag it to it like a right moth to the uh, like a fire like by the you know the fire the they got dragged right right away by yeah. the bright light, light. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's isn't that a crazy <laughs> desire to fly into the flame yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very deadly yeah yeah so talk about like, like deadly desires huh? <laughs> like that i'm gonna be burnt <laughs> I won't say it's worse than heroin because I'm not going to use that reference anymore. <laughs> I was waiting for it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you know, with, with heroin, why I use that, because it's it's viewed, uh, I mean, it's spoken about, like, you know, from medical and therapeutic people. Like, it's the, it's the most pleasurable drug. It's the the strongest uh, drug for escaping having to be present with your existence mm -hmm. so it's like it's the it's the most profound example of what we're dealing with you know we're we're not on the spectrum you know we're not that far over you know we're hopefully we're quite a ways away but it's like but that's what heroin is it's it's 
it becomes this thing like you just you get opiated. It's like you you're numb. You don't experience. You know, and everything is just you have like a numbness that you interpret as pleasure. Mm. Yeah. And that's why the withdrawals are so deadly. Because mm. you've been avoiding being present with your existence and all of a sudden now you have that. Now it's like so you're been protected from feeling anything. Now so all your nerves are raw. Mm. Everything is like to be touched, smell, see, anything you can imagine, like after numbing yourself to that much of intensity of degree, you're so numb. And then you take that away, like things are gonna be really intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have some calluses to protect ourselves, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's that Aries nature with like six extreme <laughs> examples, you know, so. Uh, He's always talking about her. Like, really nice ladies here. She found it in my commentary on the Yoga Sutras. I, so I know. I'm totally busted. Yoga Sutras was there. Like, <laughs> Must be a past there. life thing. I don't remember. Past um, life. So, basically, like what you were saying, like how the equanimity mind, like there's a little space between you and the, and the, not just the object, but there's a little space between your sense of you and the the urge to to act mm. there's a little space between the activity of the mind and where you reside where your identity sits mm. which which gives you the capacity to not just automatically get sucked into the the compulsion of the mind that comes up in the mind because you have some space you're able to observe it Mm-hmm. I had this boy in my class last year. He was really choleric, like, turmeric, like really angry. He's also very sweet. He's like, okay. Very extreme. But his mom, like one day he came with this tattoo of a dog paw print on his mm-hmm. like marker. And I was like, what's, you know, what's the story on this? And it's to help him to remember to pause. So he would look at this paw and remember paws. I'm like, wow. what's going on? Tapas. <laughs> Tapas. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so that's this this verse. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I just it actually like in the translation it it didn't say like obstacles in our path. Uh, let's go back to the the English here uh, it just said obstacles indeed there are obstacles but I just looked at the Sanskrit paripantin paripantin panta is path so they're actually you know they're they're saying obstacles on the path is seems obviously what the word is saying so it's an obstacle and, and you know if you're not going anywhere or you're not trying to do something then there's no obstacle, right? Mm-hmm. An obstacle implies like it, it's blocking you from accomplishing something or going somewhere or yeah, being able to see something. Yeah. yeah. So party pantin. 
Karipanti now. which uh right we're we're talking about karma yoga which is doing so uh okay so 35 shreyan swadharmo vigunaha paradharma svanushtitat swadharme idanam shreyaha paradharmo vayavaha One's own dharma, though imperfect, is better than another's dharma perfectly done. Better death in one's own dharma. Uh, another's dharma is full of fear. So this was really, I'm, I'm so glad I, I read up on this verse. Because... Uh, I didn't really know what it meant. I thought it meant like, like in India, the caste system, when you're born uh, to a doctor, you're supposed to be a doctor. You're born to a, a you know, shoemaker, then you're supposed to be a shoemaker. And I thought it, it meant basically like that. Uh, that could be another person's dharma, like your family's dharma. Right, yeah. Instead of your own authentic. Yeah. Because what was the first verse we, we reviewed and talked about what was the, the, there was the idea of free will, but was, if it's not free will, then what's governing it? Your, your life and your manifestation and actions. It's your nature, right? It's your nature. Uh, so Dharma is related to your nature then, right? Like you just said, it could be, you know, the job of your, that you're born into maybe isn't your nature. It's your family's nature, but not your nature. Uh, yeah. So, so then what are they talking about then? Dharma, your Dharma, somebody else's Dharma. Uh, and, and, and why is somebody else's Dharma full of fear? That was like, mm -hmm. I couldn't figure that out on my own. I feel like it would have taken me a lifetime to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't know exactly what Dharma means, but I think it's about a sense of duty. Mm, that, that's one way, yeah, of understanding Dharma. Uh, it's comparing the self, capital S, versus the ego, right, in this one? Uh, yes, yeah, so there's, there's, there's two ways to view, right? There, uh, your dharma and another's dharma and this ver in this verse there's dharma like what do you do in the world and there's the ultimate dharma which is to to wake up yeah okay uh and when you say duty i think duty is a little convoluted way of expressing it cuz it it ha kind of it's it's yeah it's not exact You, they use that word a lot mm -hmm. um, when they talk about Dharma, the Indians do. Um, but duty is like strings attached, kind of in a way. Okay. But it can also really, you know, so like, uh, in a more, from a more pure sense, duty is like, I have an obligation to that because uh, I was involved in creating the karma. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so right? So, yeah. so it, it's my, 
duty, it doesn't necessarily mean it's like a negative. Yeah, but yeah, it, but it carries that connotation also. So we want to make sure we don't get uh, mixed up in the wrong way of understanding so when we use that word. That it's described, which is sort of the sense I had. Then um, it's better to die doing that because that's what how you're going to resolve karma or whatever the the path is to free yourself. Right. Right. Instead of doing someone else's, because that's more fear, you're going to have to face that and then the other karma that you've created by doing that in another life or down the line. So it's very fearful because you're not in the circle longer. Mm. You're mm. in the circle longer. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> so you're saying like the fear is like fear of extending karma. Well, I mean that's one. I mean fear can maybe that can that's multivalent, but yeah, maybe one way. Because if the idea is to get off the wheel, <laughs> another life can be kind of scary. Um. So. Uh, like when I was going to school, I really wasn't inspired. I was pursuing becoming an engineer because it's kind of like the family business. But, and I didn't know any, I didn't know what else, you know, like to do, but I knew it was like, okay, I'm good at math. I'm good at science. It's easy for me to take those classes and and do well, uh, but I was pretty like, you know, flat. <laughs> my experience of life, my, my, the way I felt about life, it was very flat. And then I discovered yoga and it was very different how I felt about life all of a sudden doing yoga. Uh, so your nature, right, our nature. So you, the work you're gonna do in the world needs to be a, in accord with your nature, that's going to be then your dharma, according to this. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So your work, your karma. What are you going to? What are you doing? Um, it could be, you know, like taking care of people, or like uh, it's my nature to be responsible with the things I'm responsible to, uh, and to take care of people, and maybe gather in other things. Maybe I can take care of even more just because I have more capacity. Uh, maybe that's your nature. So um, that could be your dharma, an expression of your dharma. Um, and maybe you're involved like, hell, I'm not a very good yoga teacher, but I sure am happy. <laughs> it sure is like in tune with, with my nature. So uh, better my own dharma than even though it's imperfect. I don't have to be the best. So uh, that, that's what he's saying here, right? It doesn't matter like if you're number one, number 10, you know, or somewhere like when you do the Google search and you're on page 10, <laughs> doesn't matter, right? It only matters like if you're doing what is inherent in you to be doing, then there's a sense of purpose for you as being fulfilled. There's a sense of, joy and ease and fulfillment 
Um, and that's uh, conducive to your evolution, to your growth, your spiritual growth, for your, your soul to mature. And that's dharma, right? Yeah. That's dharma. Yeah. So that's what's being intended here. And this is not, this is uh, foregoing the, the other side of the equation, which is then to look at like um, your spiritual evolution and waking up as the other way to interpret. That's like the, the ultimate dharma is waking up. Yeah. And then that, and, and there I think this, the sense of duty, maybe, can we say the sense of duty applies more? And that is like we, we have a, or it's... From a self perspective, you mean? Fr from the perspective of uh, work waking up. Like that's the ultimate... No, it's no? not duty. Okay. Duty yeah. implies obligation. Duty see, that's, obligation. that's why I didn't want to use that word. Because, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then, see, even though we talk about it, it doesn't necessarily have to be an obligation. Automatically, there's going to be people in there that when they hear it, they can't help it. But obligation is part of what comes along with the word for them. So, uh, yeah, right. It's it's a tricky, that's a tricky one. Um even to die doing your own dharma is better, right, than doing somebody else's dharma. Uh, so this is what we, we want to talk about. We want to understand this because this is really interesting to me. Um, there was an example uh, in here. It's a little Ramakrishna antidote, antecedent. Uh, what number is it? 35. A professional farmer does not lose courage and continues to cultivate even there be a terrible drought for 12 long years. <laughs> but a weaver who takes to tilling for a change of occupation. So you're a weaver. He says, I think I want to try farming. That looks pretty cool. It's like feed people. So cool, man. The farmer like, gets to eat fresh food. Uh, what's going to happen to the weaver the first year there's a drought <laughs> that the gets disheartened if rain fails for even one season. A true devotee does not deviate from the path of devotion for any reason whatsoever. Let's see. Like me, no matter how poor I get, I'm still going to be devoted to teaching yoga. Right? Krishna Macharya was like that. He was he he let his kids eat and his wife eat before he ate at certain times because there wasn't enough food in the house mm -hmm. because he was a yogi he was uh, told to teach yoga for a living his yoga teacher that was what he wanted for repayment mm -hmm. for teaching him for seven and a half years mm -hmm. you go teach yoga for a living have have a uh, get married and have kids be a professional yoga teacher. Oh, what? You say there's no such thing as a professional yoga teacher? Oh, you'll be the first one. Okay, great. <laughs> the world will benefit so much from your work. Trust me. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Otherwise he wouldn't have been able to endure the the suffering, the hardships. Yeah. So that's what I that's what's meant by his full of fear and others person's dharma is full of fear. I wonder, I mean, do you get a sense of like what kind of fear in the Sanskrit? 
Oh, good question. Yeah. Uh, no, because it's just a generic word for fear, bias. General. Yeah. And uh, Abaha, what is that? I forget. Uh, producing, yeah. Producing fear. Yeah. Uh, but fear is, um, in, from my own uh, study, like we use the word fear, like also in the Yoga Sutras, the Vinivesha, fear of death. Uh, but I think really like on a, in a experiential and pragmatic sense, you know, of understanding palatably our, our clashes, like any kind of anxiety mm. is a manifestation of what, of fear. It's what they're talking about. But they, they use a word, mm. but then it's a whole category of different types of it, uh, different flavors of emotion that mm. fall into that category. Okay. And it's a subjective thing too, so yes, it's, it's subjective. Um, what what is fearful to you is indicative. It's something trying to tell you this is not your dharma. Or maybe it's just the house is on fire. <laughs> I need to get out. Well, maybe there's something people trying to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was wondering because, like, your description of like feeling like life is flat, you know, when you're not in the right spot. Or times when I've chosen, kind of chosen to be in the wrong spot because uh, it made a certain sense, like pragmatically. But you just felt like empty or yeah, like, empty. Right. Something isn't right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Any comments? Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So another dharma is, and I saw this in the nineties. I. I uh, as woman, woman, she was uh, a yoga student, and she loved backbends. She would do like backbends all the time, and uh, and then she learned that that you can make a lot of money teaching workshops. And I think she worked for a bank, you know, so she was accustomed to money, and uh, so she started teaching, uh, quit bank job and started teaching. And she did a few, you know, a little bit of teaching, and then she's like, I can make money. She make a lot of money, like teaching is just fun. Yeah. But it wasn't really her dharma. Mm. It's like the, the weaver she who took to farming. Yoga. She was doing it for money. She thought she was, you know, but yeah, but it, but as soon as it became difficult, it's like mm -hmm. as soon as it wasn't working out for her easily, she she abandoned. And I think I've kind of seen peripherally, like that's going on a lot in the yoga community. A lot of people, they get enticed by yoga easily in the beginning. And they think, oh, this is it. Yeah. But uh, to really stick with something for a long time takes, you know, there's a certain affinity that has to be inherent. Agree or disagree? Uh, so Arjuna, Uvacha, Arjuna. Ah, uh, I have a question. <laughs> Arjuna, Uvacha. That's Uvacha speaks. Arjuna speaks. Arjuna, Uvacha, Atakena Prayuktoya. 
Arjuna says, Shri Krishna, by, but what compels a person to unwillingly even commit this sin as if being forced? Uh, what sin is he talking about? Yeah, the sin of doing somebody else's dharma, exactly. Um, so, Varshneya, uh, Krishna in the in the verse, Varshneya, Arjuna is addressing Krishna as Varshneya, and I, I think I made a promise that I would start using the the different epithets. What are they That's called? Epithet. Epithet. Yeah, the different epithets uh, and bringing out some of the meanings of them. So, this one, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, is not interesting. <laughs> but uh, but, I'm, but I'm at least getting the, the habit uh, established here. So uh, he's called Varshneya because he's uh, from the Varshni clan. That seems interesting because that's his lineage, is, is Varshni. Varshni. Varshni related to Vishnu? I don't think so. I have one more thing to look up. <laughs> I have to verify. Okay. Uh, as if being forced, right? Uh, what would come? It, it's not like he has a gun to his head, right? He wants to just quit his job and become a yoga teacher because it seems more glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Or, or more luxurious or more um, uh, club med like. <laughs> Than, than working at the bank. Uh, so what compels a person to unwillingly even commit this sin? Desire. Mm -hmm. Should we talk about it or let's read the next one and see what Krishna says? Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Kama Esha Krota Esha Rajoguna Samudbhavaha Mahashano Mahapapma Vidyena Mahivarvairinam Shri Krishna says, it is desire, it is anger arising from the Rajoguna, all devouring, all sinful. Know this to be the enemy here. Uh, so attachment is the trying to repeat a, the feeling of pleasure through a certain experience you had that made you feel pleasure and aversion is the opposite trying to avoid uh, uh, something that made you feel uncomfortable um you don't want to feel uncomfortable. You're trying to avoid the feeling of being uncomfortable by avoiding those experiences that where you felt uncomfortable. Uh, association, right? With with uh, feelings with certain things. Um, so what about uh, desire, comma, and and anger? How are they related? Get your desire to get angry. Wow, <laughs> you got it on the first try. 
Yeah. Uh, can you give an example? Um, I want 30 people in my yoga class every single day, and if only two show up, it's going to piss me off. Really? Wow. Yes, <laughs> <Nice>, lady. <laughs> That's a big, <laughs> a, a big I was requirement. Using example of the banker. Uh -huh. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, right. Or, or I want somebody to only talk nice to me. And if they don't talk nice to me, then I'm pissed off. Or I want somebody to clean up after themselves. And they don't, I get, yeah, I flip my lid. Yeah. If I don't get my morning cup of coffee, I'm grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> That's that could be chemical. <laughs> no. <laughs> For you or me? You. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> oh, I didn't think so, yeah. Uh yeah. What let's 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 go shoot for three more examples. Something that oh. you you want and that you don't get that makes you angry. Maybe with your kids, losing your patience. Is losing your patience a type of anger? Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting frustrated? What's it, what kind of? I want to I wanna get to like work on time and there's a traffic jam. Yeah. Road rage. Road rage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like impatience is a form of anger. Frustration is a form of anger. Uh, what are some other forms of anger? Because anger is a pretty intense word, just like saying fear, right? And then to see, like, you just get a little nervous or anxious. That's also fear. Uh, so to, to see it with some other vocabulary words, so, we, so it becomes a little more palatable to us to relate to and to see for ourselves when, when it's happening. Ignore? Ig ignore. Ignore. Mm -hmm. You're going to ignore somebody because you're angry? Because or do you are ignoring people? We get passive-aggressive. We're ignoring you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh passive-aggressive. To ignore somebody's passive-aggressive is a version of anger. Right, right, right. You're mm -hmm. pissed off, so you mm -hmm. shut them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I talk with my kids about that one. <laughs> I see. I see. Even regret is anger. Is that yeah? You agree or disagree with the passive aggressive example or the the ignoring, Genevieve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's very good. Okay. Um, so. Anger, Krodha, uh, which is one of the six spiritual enemies, another type of klesha, an affliction, that comes from uh, an unfulfilled desire. You're wanting somebody to behave a certain way. You get frustrated because they're not. Or they don't get it quickly enough. You get impatient. You snap at them. That's the kind of, you know, it's all coming from an unfulfilled desire. Uh, All devouring, all sinful. Next, the next part of the 
verse. Mm -hmm. Think of a fire. Can you satisfy the fire? Does the fire ever, like, say it's had enough fuel? Mm -hmm. Actually, if you feed it enough, it starts needing more fuel, Mm -hmm. wanting more, right? It becomes more capable of burning more fuel. Uh, So it's all devouring, this Mm -hmm. passion, desire. Uh, And... And the desire is the root of uh, sin, right? It drives you, you want something. You, you, uh, if you don't, if you're not able to curb your desires, you end up doing things that you will, that might uh, obstruct other people or harm other people or harm the earth, right? We want so much that we, just take what we want from other countries, from the land, yeah. desire. Uh, so, it, so it's that's why they're saying all sinful. Because um, without, uh, if it's just left by itself, it just goes like that. There has to be some seeds of wisdom somewhere planted along the way in order to start to change the direction and the, and the seeds like we talked about before they have to fall in in open minds mm-hmm. they fall in closed minds they it's like infertile barren barren land mm-hmm. they, they just die get parched but if they fall into open mind then even if the person doesn't act on it right away or understand the wisdom right away, uh, but their mind is open, they they listen uh, and take it in, then it germinates later, sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's how you change, right, from being all devouring, all sinful, how it becomes not all devouring, all sinful. And then the um, the next verse, uh, it's very interesting, but we're kind of running out of time. Um, so know this to be the enemy here, right? The, the desire, right? That that if it's left unchecked, uh, if there's no wisdom to to bring it under, to lim- put limits on it, then it, it it's the enemy, right? Like the earth is being um, ravaged, rampaged. Uh, or the, the fire that's just like burning everything up. Um, and here, actually, uh, in the book, it said, like, here on this earth. Um, but, I, but I think, actually, when we were reading it, I think here means in the subject we're talking about, this section. Right? Doing... Uh, in the senses, living in the senses. Yeah, part of that, like, so you're a product of your nature. You, you, your life unfolds in accord with your nature, um, and you have a certain. There's certain work that you can do that's in accord with your nature that will help you evolve and give you a sense of fulfillment. 
And if you go outside of that, because right, it's a desire that leads you astray from your nature, that's the enemy, right? Because going outside of your nature um, brings all kinds of challenges into your life, into yourself, really, right? So you don't, you're not feeling joyous and fulfilled by the work you're doing when you're doing the wrong kind of work that's not in accord with your nature. So you're not, you're not going to be evolving. Mm -hmm. You're going to be digressing because of the afflictions that come up inside of you um, where you're allowing the, the desire to uh, take you away from your path your path, your dharma. Um, so the, the enemy here that, uh, that would cause you to do switch your dharma, cause you to deviate from doing the kind of work that you're attuned to that's going to help you to continue evolving lifetime after lifetime. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah not just simply here on earth. So uh, this one's really interesting, but uh, do you want to go over time or you, or you want to save it for next time? I can stay a bit longer. What? I can stay a bit longer. You can stay longer. Mm -hmm. Anybody say no to that? Okay, let's do it because it, 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 it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I, the, it's all smoke and mirrors. Okay. Oh, uh, first, we, we chant. Do me navriyate vannihi yatha darsho malena cha yatol me navrito garbaha tatha te ne Again, do me navriyate vannihi yatha darsho malena cha yatol me navrito garbaha tatha tene damavritam. As fire is enveloped by smoke, as a mirror by dirt, as an embryo by the by the uh, am, amniotic, uh, uh, what's it called? Fluidity? No, the amniotic uh, sac. Yeah, uh, that's actually the word. So, so is this covered by that? I'm so excited to to, to share that word with with Crystal. <laughs> uh, they they yeah. I, Using the word womb is just easier for people to grasp the meaning. Mm -hmm. uh, so this and that, this, uh, let's start at the end here. Uh, this refers to the truth, okay? the truth of our being, or maybe our swadharma, our, our own life path, our own life work. Mm -hmm. um, and that refers to um, the, the karma, I mean, the, the desires 
right? That that are the enemy that that spur you to deviate from your path. Uh, and then th there's three examples here. Right? One is fire is covered by smoke, a mirror is covered by dirt, and an embryo is covered by the amniotic sac. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so these three examples of the different things being covered by different things uh, are is a metaphor or an analogy to the, for the three gunas. Mm -hmm. The sattva is the Mirror. the the pure or the the harmonious uh, quality. Rajas is the active quality. And tamas is the, the bad quality, the, the downward, the heavy quality. So there's sattvic desire. Mm -hmm. There's a kama, which is inspired by sattvic. A sattvic has a sattvic nature. Uh, and there's desire that's inspired by or has a rajasika nature mm -hmm. or a tamasika nature. And so our desires come in different uh, flavors, different, um, have different qualities of energy to them. Uh, and these different qualities that are possible are, are none other than these three gunas. Uh, so if it's fire uh, that's enveloped by smoke, at the, uh, all you need to do is kind of, you need to stoke the fire with some more air. And then what happens to the smoky fire with the flames enliven and the smoke clears. And if you blow on the fire in the right way, uh, then so the sattvic, this is the analogy for the sattvic um, quality desire. They're, they're thin coverings. They don't, they're not going to take a lot of hard work to remove. Just maybe some lucky exposure to some wisdom and you go, oh, right. Mm -hmm. So obvious. <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're not heavy. They're not hard. Uh, the covering. It's just smoke. All you need to do is, you know, brighten the awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the, the smoky consciousness, you know, is Clear away. Uh, if it's uh, a mirror covered with dirt, you're going to have to use some elbow grease to scrub the dirt off. And so this is the Rajasika uh, quality. Rajas likes, you know, can be pretty intense, like, I gotta have it. Gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. Right? Uh, if you have that kind of energy in you, it's going to be more difficult to uh, remove that kind of ignorance. More difficult than the smoke with the fire, the sattvika. Mm. Uh, so you're going to have to, you know, do some more asanas probably and some study. Yeah. Cross your legs. Right. Five more <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Things like that, you know? And... Uh, and concentrate to, to 
pay attention to what's happening, what's going on inside, learn how to look inside and observe it. Uh, Thomas is the heavy guna, right? The decomposing guna, the compost. It's pretty, our compost is really it's heavy and sticky, yeah. Uh, so it's going to take a long time to transform for to be able to wake up out of that kind of, right? So the analogy, right? If you're a fetus covered by the womb, the only way out, how do you get out? You have to go through that really. You have to gestate first. You know, you have to grow first. Yeah. Yeah, you have to grow out of it. it takes time and, and preparation. She doesn't agree. She thinks anybody can just wake up. I no, I definitely don't think that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, some people who are definitely not gonna wake up in this lifetime. Um, yeah, okay. So does this make sense then? Yeah. Okay. Are you disagreeing to make it easy or are you? No, no, I, I agree. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so, so, you, so you can see that some people that... Unless something changes drastically, they're, they're stuck where they are. The, the Tomasica. Yeah. Tomasica, yeah. And, and you can I mean, see... It's not, not going to change, but where they are at the moment... Right, and, and what about like the first one, the smoke covered by fire? That also makes sense to you? Yeah, yeah. so just some wisdom. Like, and you start, just a change and, of perception or, yeah. Yeah, and you start, seeing, you start seeing the darkness leaving. Yeah, okay, very good, very good. I'm glad to hear that. So, hey, that was actually pretty fast. I thought it was going to take a lot longer. Oh, yeah, so because we were talking about Kriya Yoga uh, recently in the last mm -hmm. week or, or two weeks, so, yeah, I brought that into um, uh, this Rajasthi, because that's kind of basically like it takes work. You're not talking so much like about you really have to grow into a new form, like the embryo has to grow into a new form, you know, to get out. Uh, so with the Rajasthika, you know, the Tapas, the Swadhyaya, and the Ishwara Pranidhana, the Kriya Yoga, those are the three pinnacles the three the three points of your gps cord coordination uh to um to make progress in your karma yoga from Patanjali's perspective right uh and all right oh hmm? sorry go ahead finish so in one in one sense tapas is that pause right you got the you put the paw on your mm -hmm. on your wrist to remind you to pause before mm -hmm. you turn red mm -hmm. from anger <laughs> uh but it but it can also mean like um while you're, you're already angry then what then how do you use tapas breathe breathe yeah you try to kind of like yeah or or or, or you might be able to get yourself to um you use that uh willpower right to go why am i letting this bother me so much why am i being why am i so afflicted <laughs> yeah but i mean that's a great step when if you reach that point where 
you start identifying that you're afflicted while you're afflicted. Uh, and then you can, you, you start, that's a huge step towards not being so triggered, so easily triggered. Um, so at, you, it, when you notice you're afflicted, ask yourself, why am I afflicted? Right, because if you're noticing, right, then you have the seeds, right? The wisdom has been planted in you, either through your own studies or whatever, you know, reading, watching YouTube videos, uh, that you understand, like, that these things are uh, the enemy. They make you digress or they, they cause obstacles in your, in your path. And, you know, if you get angry at the wrong person, you know, you can burn bridges, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all. We don't need to talk about it more. Anybody want to say anything? I had like a kind of trivial question, which <laughs> um, Santosha and Asteya, uh, oh. like they're like second tier. Second tier? Second tier qualities. Because you have like Tapas and Swadhyaya and Iswara Pranidana there. Oh. So, oh, so you mean because like with the niyamas, there's uh, five niyamas and these are three of them. Right. So the other two um, are, are shaucha and santosha. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, you almost got it. A stay is 40 or something. A stay is not stealing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brahmacharya. Those are, yeah, that's a yama. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, so let's. Go back to your question. Well, yeah, I, I was just interested that they're not like why? highlighted as part of Kriya Yoga. <laughs> yeah, why? Why is Kriya Yoga? It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, do you know? I'm not sure. I understand the question. Sorry, my my wheels are spinning. Like I'm having so many connections. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that fun? World. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's. Um, there's five niyamas, right? Mm -hmm. And three of those niyamas are listed as Kriya Yoga. Mm -hmm. So she's asking why, why, what happened to the other two? Why happened they're not part of Kriya Yoga? Why are these three special and those two are not? Didn't make the cut, <laughs> right? Really? They, yeah, they're not. They're in the lower tier right. in the niyama uh, tier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really complicated. How about how about um, maybe they just the other two? Oh, it's, uh, cleanliness, yeah. purity, and uh, contentment. And contentment. Um, maybe I think the first three, the other two, the tapas make you kind of feed into the cleanliness, and uh, what's the one? Contentment. Definitely, yeah. Contentment mm -hmm. will happen with Ishwar Pranidhana, yeah. So these two feed into that, or these three feed, feed into the other two? Yeah, it seems, it seems so. I'm going to get back to you on it, maybe. I'll see if anything comes up. I don't know that it's really this week. I just, yeah, no, it's a, it's, I just, it's a, 
it's a good, you know, you know, I don't want to get caught not knowing the answer to this next time it comes up. <laughs> I have a big ego. It's probably more than one answer. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other question was, the, is Vrishni related to um, Vishnu? Which I don't think so. I, I will verify. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing, okay, um, for your amusement, the word is, right, this was weird to me. Yato bena vrito garbaha. This. Yato, that's like so unusual Sanskrit right there yeah, to have that sound. Yato, that O L, Bena. Yeah, so the word is, I'm having problems. Fun here is. Ulbena. Ulbena. And it literally, the dictionary says, I mean, in the, in my Bhagavad Gita, it actually said Emnion. Amnion. And I was like, what the hell word is that? <laughs> I, I was so confused. Amnion. I was like, onion? What? Huh? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I looked it up in yeah, it's the it's actually the word for the amniotic sac. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when your water breaks, right? Mm -hmm. That's the amniotic sac. Right. Yeah. Old vena. Pretty intense, huh? Vocabulary Krishna busts out with. <laughs> I thought that that had to be shared, so uh, I'll I'll have to bold this and, and read it so it stands out uh, for, for the next go around. Water. It's probably going to take us like three or four, so five a, years. Is it water? Little vein? Yeah. No, no, it's the sac around. Yeah. Um around the baby inside the womb there's a sac yeah, yeah. and the baby's in water it's yeah. yeah it's like a water balloon it's the balloon i had a thought about the other two niyamas oh good um it seems that maybe they're um more related to the sattvic desire i don't know uh-huh oh so Right, and we're concerned with the uh, rajas and the tamas more. Okay, that, that's helpful. I'm gonna just let it per percolate in my subconscious and, and bring it up a few times and see. You see the very cool reminds of me the Mahayana Buddhism, the starting line for Satvika desire. Right, and right. The gradual, gradual like, tapas, and I, yeah. kind of like studying Swadhyaya kind of training after that, like Tamasic, I don't know. The Rajasic. Yeah, that's exactly and right. There's yeah. a, another one in Taoism, uh, Tao, uh -huh. that you have to be like, <laughs> have another baby inside of you by breathing practice. Of, inside of you like, like it's a energetic metaphor. it's a metaphor yeah. energy body uh -huh. mm -hmm. 
Interesting, huh? For that, hard means for Thomas. For that, the, the cow is in practice. Uh-huh. It's very hard, right? Long time. Oh, oh. Reading, right? Yeah. So many years. Yeah. It grow, 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 then. Yeah, I think actually though that what you're talking about is still in the raja, rajasika okay. realm because it's practicing, you're cultivating, and this baby is it's like another energy is the baby represents it your sense of doership, your ego. But there's another energy actually that's actually working. I mean, the reality is the the ego is just uh, like there's clouds in the sky. The clouds are not created by themselves. They're created by the atmosphere and all the different elements on the earth that are producing and influencing the atmosphere are actually what's producing the cloud. So our ego is, you take away your liver, you know, start taking away the things that are producing the ego. (laughs) You're going to see something change in the ego. If you take away, you know, the ocean and the trees, you're going to see something happen to the clouds. So the baby is like, there's another energy actually working. But we think, you know, we have a sense of doership that it's our ego. I mean, that that we are the ego, and the ego is what is choosing everything. But the ego is just a product of the nature that's happening. Does that have a name? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's described like um is that like in incubate incubated yeah what do you call that just the um, can you look it up for us in in Korean and 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 get it back to us is that like the Kundalini energy when they say when it's before places it's it's created like when you create babies you're you're using the creative force to create more life. As far as you would go, but when it rises and then you become the the higher creative energy, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because when before the Kundalini rises, it's just more procreation. It's a procreative energy, and then when it rises, it's like the ultimate creative energy. Maybe, yeah, but it could be because she's talking about it being here, and I've heard this before. And, but yeah, but almost thought I felt it before. It's not like hmm. energy, but it's also not the yeah. that can be just Yeah. Anyways, well, we can get this, the word, the Chinese word out and, and translation of the words, and, and we can tell everybody next time. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll do the closing chanting. Thank you, yeah. It's nice to have your
presence. Iti Shri Mad Bhagavad Gita Su Upanishatsu Brahma Vidyayam Yoga Shastre Shri Krishna Arjuna Sambade Karma Yogo Nama Tritiyo Adhyayaha Om Tat Om Swasti Prajavya Paripalayantam Nyayena Margena Mahi Mahishaha Go Brahmanibya Shivamastunityam Lokaha Samasaha Sukino Bhavantu Pale Varashatu Prajanyaha Prativi Sajeshamani Deshoyam Shobritaha Brahmana Sandhinirbhyaha Aputra Putrina Sandhu Putrina Sandhu Kautrinaha Adana Sadana Sandhu Jeevantu Shadam Shadam Sarvesham Swasthir Bhavatu Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makashtitu Kabhavavetu Om Shanti 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 Yeah.